Right. I've been studying this for two weeks, so I'm pretty full, so just get ready. Uh, well, you already see it? All right, she does. Okay, Mark chapter 5, I want to share on the demoniac. This verse became real clear to me when I first came to COA that I would share how God wants this to be reality to each of us. And you'll see, they're going to put it on the screen if they haven't already. And we'll go through all verse 1 through 15. I just, I want you to get the entire context of what the demoniac went through, but how he ended up, which is so much better. He ended up so much better than he started. And then we're going to move into prophetic ministry. I've got several words. Doug has a book over here, I've noticed. And Charlotte, if you get anything, be ready. Pastor, Caitlin, and you've anointed Megan too. So Megan, get ready. If you get a word, she's ready. Hallelujah. So let me pray over uh, the scripture, and then uh, I want to share my heart with you. Father, we just thank you that deliverance, second heaven deliverance, healing, all of those things are the children's bread. They, want you, they are what you want us walking in. You don't want demonized people suffering. You want them set free, delivered, and serving. And that's the heart of God for each believer that no longer would these demonization, if you will, keep them from the purpose of heaven. And we have a story in Scripture that shows exactly that is what you did. So I pray you'll anoint this word, that it will inspire hearts, and those that have been tripped up by the enemy will no longer be tripped up. Come on, that's a word from God already. No longer tripped up to your destiny, but walking in everything the Holy Spirit's called you to. Just like the demoniac ended up different than he began that day. So God has called us to end up each day different than the day before. Come on. End up each day different than the day before. You do not have to wear the grave clothes any longer. That's a lie of the enemy that we have to wear the grave clothes. We're just kind of uh, destined to it. They've just got to put up with it. But I serve a God that, that sets free. And he sets free today, yesterday, and forever because he hasn't changed. The things he did in the Gospels, he still does every day. If we'll embrace it in Jesus' name. Amen. As they've got it up there, here it is. Just follow along. This is New King James Version, which of course is anointed. I'm just joking. That's just the version I like. It doesn't mean it's the one. But preach it. Okay. Mark chapter 5, verse 1 through 14, 15. And this is what it says, and they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he came out of the boat, this is Jesus doing this, immediately there met him out of the tomb. Now look, I want you to get the picture of what this man looked like. I've been studying the Luke version and this one. A man with an unclean spirit. I've understood now unclean is the same as a demonized. This person, in fact, many of the Miracles that we laud, as, as I've read with new eyes, are demonized or unclean spirits that Jesus had no problem theologically casting them out. He kind of did good 
and healed all oppressed of the enemy. Aren't we glad? Aren't we glad he still does that today? Anybody want to thank God for that? Amen. Glory, give me that. That's good. I'm glad he's here. I need that. Good. Help me out. Glory. So he's a man with a demon spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. This is where he lived. I don't even know if he went to sleep. I, I just wonder, did he get much sleep at all? It doesn't sound like it. And no one could bind him. He kept cutting himself. And not to get gross with you, but he had no clothes on. That's what the Luke account tells us. He had no clothes. I mean, we, we imagine he probably had some clothes on. He was so demonized, he had no clothes on. And he's cutting himself and screaming out. Just get the picture of that. Someone like that, we don't kind of help them much in the church. We kind of give them to someone else. It's too big for us, but not for Jesus. I'm so glad. So he, he, not even chains could bind the demoniac because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him. He was that strong, so demonized, he could just tear apart anything they tried to shackle him with. And they broke into pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, they relegated him to the mounds. They said, just kind of get away from us. We don't want to deal with you. You're on your own, and you're in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. That's what he did every day. Can you imagine? I'm going to wake up today and cut myself again. I'm going to cry out again. So demonized, he could not enjoy life. When he saw Jesus, though, from afar, he ran and worshipped him, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Because guess what Jesus was already doing? He was already ca casting the unclean spirit out, already. He didn't wait for it to be theologically correct. He did it right then. He was already dealing with the root problem is to set the captive free. Then he asked him what we do around here. What is your name? Remember that question we asked in our sessions? What is your name? Tell us your name, demon. Tell us so we can help deal with you. And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Now, I wonder how many. There were 2,000 swine that he were, they were cast into. I don't know if that meant there were 2,000 demons. Maybe pastor knows. But there was 2,000 swine that died. I don't know how many demons, but he was pretty full, wasn't he? He said, call me Legion. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send him out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was found there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. So did Jesus have any religious problem with that? No, he said, go. And Jesus said at once, Give, gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Can you imagine? You're watching this. All the townspeople are watching this. There goes our, our way, way of making money. Just drowned every bit of it. Some of them were more concerned with that than that the guy got set free. And does the church do that sometimes? Oh, look what you did in the church. Uh, you're upsetting things. You're setting people free. 
why are you doing that? That's what happens, unfortunately, in church settings. Then the unclean spirits went out, and the herd ran violently and drowned in the sea, so that those who fed the swine fled when the miracle happened. And they told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what this thing that happened. So they leave. This is the context of what I understand. They leave to go tell, here's what what this Jesus did. He just sent all of our swine to get drowned. But guess what was going on while they're out telling the world this? The demoniac, something has happened to him. And that's what comes up next. Then they came back to Jesus. Who knows, it probably took an hour to go out there and tell all this. And saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting clothed and in his right mind. Remember, he had no clothes on. So he had to go somewhere and get his clothes back on. If he had some or someone gave him, I have no idea. Maybe Pastor knows. He studied this a lot. But by the time they got back, the one that would scream and shout and break everything was sitting clothed and in his right mind. Now, is that a change or what? That is what God did that day. That's more important than losing the swine. I'm just going to tell you. Let's take the demoniac set free. How many is in favor of that? So we lost some swine out of the deal. We got a demoniac set free. How many want the same set free anointing? That's what we need. That's what the church needs in this hour. We need to not relegate second heaven deliverance to over here. And I've prophesied to him, it's not going to be over there anymore. It's going to be regular within the church. The church is waking up. Yes, there is a spirit realm out there. There are demons. And and Jesus gave us the victory already. So we need to not run from it like's happened in the past, but embrace it. And thankfully, many are embracing and saying yes and amen that God wants to set his people free. So that's what happened to me. This is personal testimony time. When this wonderful lady here said, hey, would you come do a presbytery for us? Well, sure, Charlotte, I I can do that on my sleep. Let's do this. And so I came and did it for you. And Caitlin and Lisa right over here were the, the candidates. We prayed over you. Remember that? And it changed my whole life. Because I went home and the Lord said, I want you to offer to Pastor Bruce to help him. And he and Lee prayed, and they said, sure, come on. So they brought me in. They started teaching me what second heaven deliverance was, started training me in what all this is. And I started learning it. And then I started applying it. And I I remember so vividly, Martha was the one kind of I was teaming with. And we did a curse breaking So she says to the group, this is Pastor Keith. He's going to be our pastoral covering back here. (laughs) So I'm in the back of the room. I'm just standing there being very pastoral. (laughs) And she starts, as Martha can only do, started going through every one of the lists. So I'm sitting there listening, and the Holy Spirit, she went to the first one, the Holy Spirit, that one's you. Okay, I, I repent and renounce all the way back to Adam, thinking that was it. And she went to the next one. That one's you too. So I prayed through that one. 
Next one. That one's you too. Okay. And that one. Oh, that one's not. No, not that one. But that one is. And she went through the entire list and about four of them were not me. And I go, well, they're all broken now. And I text Martha and I go, this stuff really works, doesn't it? Then I went home and, and I was given a curse-breaking manual from Barb La Bob Larson's ministry. And so I'm sitting on my bed reading it. And I came to one area that I'd struggled with for 30 years. I remember saying, it's so fun. I go, I think I'm going to try this. So I just prayed the curse-breaking prayer over that area. Right there, God lifted it off of me. So I texted Martha again, man, this stuff really works. I highly recommend this. Let's do this. And, it and my family started watching and said, you're different, Dad. My wife, my daughters are here. Hello, hello. Wave at everybody. And so it started changing my life. So these guys said, hey, go with Martha. She'll keep training you. So I kept sitting in there playing like I knew what I was doing. I remember one time we, we had this guy, and he was really having trouble. I, and they looked at me as the pastor and go, do you know what to do? And I played like I knew what I was doing. And, well, sure, Martha, tell them what to do here. Because <laughs> I had no clue how to deal with it. I just kind of looked, Martha, she's got it. She can handle it. But I played like I knew what I was doing. But I had no idea what I was doing. So I'm sitting there watching Martha do this, and she'll interview the demon, and what's your name, and what's your function, and kind of taking it all. I was writing myself little notes. Okay, at this point, say this phrase, and at this point, say that phrase. And if you'll do it in that order, like Martha, it'll work. And I said, okay, I got, I got the notes right here. And pastor said, keep your notes in front of you. Whenever you need them, just go to them. I said, okay. Okay, so I'm taking it all in. I'm coming every week. I'm, I'm going into sessions with her and, and learning how to do it. And, and it came down to about a month ago. Now, don't, don't judge me. Pastors struggle too. I have struggled with a suicide spirit for 30 years. I would press it down. I would go through inner healing. I'd do all kinds of stuff, but it never left. And I'd, it was always there, and I'd gotten used to it. I just learned to live with it. And so I'm driving home that Wednesday from school, and I said, I'm going to do what Martha's trained me. I'm going to step back and let the demon come up, and I'm going to interview this demon. So I walk into my house. I said, okay, Martha, here I go. I, I step back. I let the demon. I already knew a suicide was your name. I already know your name. What are you, what's your purpose? I want to take your life. I said, not anymore. I break you right now. Your legal right is broken. I repent, renounce you, go all the way to Adam. And guess what? It left right then. I'm telling you, left. I mean, no more. This is a month ago. One month, and I text Martha again. This stuff really does work. I, I highly recommend. She said, yeah, everybody needs to know this. Yeah, you're right. Let's get the word out. I have slept since then with no voices. The, sit, the sitting part of it is, is no voices. Sitting with no voices. Clothed in righteousness and in my right mind so I can fulfill everything he's called me to. I go to sleep every night with no voices anymore. I just wake, wake up and say hi to my dog and he, he loves on me, you know. 
That's what I do. But before, I was battling demons all night long. That's just the way it was. But the, the healer came into my life and said, there is something to this second heaven deliverance, and I want every believer walking in it. That is the will of God. And God, pastor, is going to get your book. I've told him before, pastors, you never thought would crack the book. And they're going to read it and say, this stuff is right. It's biblically sound. It's all throughout the scripture. God wants to set his people free. And so God used me in, in a humble way to bring the prophetic and marry it with the deliverance ministry. And they say it's made a difference here. So... That's why I'm here. I'm here to proclaim the benefit of second, second heaven deliverance and to, to declare over you your prophetic destiny. So we're going to move into the prophetic side of things, if that's okay. Is that all right? Are you getting anything out of this? That's what he always says. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm giving you what I've got. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. See, I watch everything you do. You don't even know that. Okay. So, I'm going to share some words. And then Doug, like I said, already has a book over there. He's got words. Charlotte's got words. My friends over here have words, whatever. And we are here to encourage you. We're not here to expose any bad secrets. We're here to speak the prophetic word of the Lord over your life. We are here to build you up in your most holy faith. That's what I'm called to. That's what each one here is called to, is build you up in your most holy faith. So I'm just going to ask the team leaders, when you get the microphone, speak the name of the person, and then give the word. And Luke will give us a number later how you can get a copy of the prophetic words. Well, looky there. He's on top of it. Okay, first word is for Jessica. Right here. That's you. Yes. Yeah, write it down. Write down the, the number so you can get this. Hey, God, God is here tonight to cancel any word curses that have been spoken over you. People have told you, you're not, you can't do this. You'll never do that. Words along that line. I'm, I'm here to tell you that's broken. And as we prophesied about a week ago, you're going you're gonna to flourish in the house of God. Your physical person is going to get better and better. And the spiritual, when people say, no, Jessica will never do that. That's broken. You're going to do those things. You're going to, do, you're going to be that third part in your right man fulfilling destiny. So don't listen to any more of the words they've said. Because you let those words affect you, but it's broken tonight. Can you receive that? Father, seal that word over my sister in Jesus' name. Oscar and Lisa, it's finally time. It's three weeks coming. Come up here. I've told them that they had to wait for three weeks for their word. So just stand up here. Stand right over here. Let me, uh, well, let me just prophesy over you first. God is so proud of you. Oh, my goodness. Like, I'm the father saying, good job, daughter. You've just really found your place up there. You're just flowing in it. And you've put that garment on, and, it, and it's working. So keep it up. And he wants to remind you of the word I gave you. You need to still wear your Bible out. Because I've seen your Bible so tattered, it's falling apart. 
I don't know if that's true yet, but it's going to be. And you're going to have to buy a new Bible. You're going to be so full of the Word of God. I see at some point being, you know, a part of a team up here speaking foundational truth to people, and they're just going to leave going, I feel stronger. So God's going to use you to speak words to people. So just keep wearing your Bible out and finding your place, and great things are going to happen, okay? Now, you have a new name. It's called Melody Man. Okay, I mean, let me explain, Pastor. I believe something's about to be released, and you've already prophesied it. The song of the Lord is about to be released again. In old Shady Grove days, somebody would be like you up there strumming a chord, and a spontaneous song of the Lord would break out in the congregation. Did you ever see that in your life? That's about to happen again, and you're going to be an impetus for that. I've been praying over this for six months. What did that mean? Because it doesn't mean you won't write your own songs, but you're going to be so adept with melodies that touch the throne of heaven that you're just going to go like this, and somebody out there is going to start singing. I mean, you won't even speak. You'll just start strumming the, the, the melodies God gives you during your practice. I see you in your bedroom practicing. You're going to get this melody spontaneous. I even saw it tonight. You would start something, and she'd start doing it. Did you know that? You weren't doing all the words of the song, were you? You were kind of flowing. Well, that's about to be normal for you. Melody Man is your name, and just get used to it, because you're going to cause an open heaven to happen, and people are just going to fall on their face when you're just, you're not going to be saying a word. You're not going to be singing. You're just going to go like this, and they're going to fall out. Just receive that anointing right now, man of God. Just cover that on the man of God. Just help him to master his craft so he'll be greatly used of the kingdom of heaven. Receive it right now. Receive. Just, just soak there. Soak there a moment. Doug. You called them up uh, because, well, the Lord wanted me to do things in order. Uh, I don't know if everyone has ever experienced this before. I don't understand it. I just know when I pray or I see someone, I see or hear something, and I write it down, and it seems like 100% of the time it bears witness with the, the individual the Lord's highlighting. So uh, I got several words, and I asked the Lord what order he wanted me to put them in. And being God, he talks to me specifically in a weird way. He goes, in the order I gave them to you. So that made it pretty simple for I'm supposed to go. I'm a little hard of hearing sometimes. Oscar, uh, the Lord showed me, and this isn't a vocational change for you, but he showed me that you were on a roof installing shingles. And there were many people up on this roof installing shingles. And you were, they were very busy and getting a lot of production done. And they were extremely frustrated and actually kind of angry at you because you weren't getting as many shingles down as they were. And I was like, well, so what's that about? What the Lord was showing me is that uh, he made you in such a way that you are for quality and not quantity. Okay absolutely about it the work that you do it produces and it's lasting it does not need to be redone or corrected he wants you to be strong and function how he made you actually he says function how I made you my son that is where your joy resides can you receive that brother <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, Josie? Thank you, Luke, for the name. Something about backwall laptop just isn't fitting. I'm sorry, I'm bad with names, Josie, forgive me. Uh, joy and radiance shall be your mantles. Your input and presence brings peace to difficult situations others are going through. Though their circumstances have not changed, you, my daughter, remind them for me. My faithfulness in their life and in your own. This mantle of joy fills the room just as a light bulb. And it's like I saw an animated light bulb light up and how it lights the entire room. That joy and radiance that you bring in overpowers what's in there. But where the light bulb shows us only what is physically in the room, your joy mantle shows the truth. The very spiritual nature of the room. Be it good or bad, you change the temperature spiritually what's in there. So you're not to believe what you see with your eyes. You're supposed to believe what the Holy Spirit's showing you in the Spirit. You have no issue with believing me, the Lord, in faith for others. But daughter, it's been harder for you to embrace it for yourself. Daughter, you are mine, and you can trust me for yourself with the same confidence that you encourage others with. I already know what troubles you, and I await your engagement with me, your permission to move on your behalf. And he's asking you to step into uh, the quiet time with him to get that, so... Caitlin and Megan, how appropriate for you to be sitting together. You are spiritual sisters who understand each other. This is my gift to you. Though seasons change, your friendship and love for one another will not. It may feel to you both that it ebbs and flows, in and out like the tide. But it's my gift to you. So whether it's days or years between talks, your hearts will leap for joy and happiness merely at the hearing of each other's voice. You will be like Jonathan and David. The word you will give each other will produce faith in your heart as it confirms your secret prayers that only I know. As you've been praying these secret prayers, the other one that's praying is going to feel like they're not being answered, like they're bouncing off of heaven, like, God, are you up there? Then the other one's going to call out of the blue and give you the very answer to the prayer that you haven't even had a chance to tell them about. And that's how God's going to confirm it in faith to you. Cultivate and tend to this relationship like a flower. You will both be amazed as it grows in strength and it blooms. But both of you are responsible to care for the flower. Lisa. The Lord is showing me you're like a child trying to learn how to balance. I saw like, you know, like 
five, six-year-olds trying on how to balance for the first time on a balance beam. Like a preschool girl walking on a balance beam on the floor, unsteady, unsure, wanting the teacher to grab your hand. I, the Lord, am asking you to trust me in what I am developing in you. You feel weak, uneasy, and you're overcompensating. You're shifting from one side to the other, fighting the natural balance and talents and gifts that I gave you. Where you see a toddler losing her balance, I already see you as a high-wire circus star performing on the high-wire without a net. I know I'm your teacher, and I have always had your hand, and I will never let your hand go. Relax with me as I'm teaching you how to see yourself as I already see you. Pastor Lee, I'm glad you showed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they don't have to all stand up. I wish this was bigger to hide behind, quite frankly. But, uh, the Lord was showing me uh, that you were up and preaching a new message. And you've always preached in power and, and in anointing. And... Uh, but your focus is about to change. Your tone is going to change. Even the very style, the cadence that you preach is going to change. Uh, there is coming a stronger confidence and conviction in you. Not that you've lacked it in the past or that it's been missing, but your knower is going deeper. Your comprehension is going deeper. You're going to get even more uh, boldness, which is I'll scare Bruce to death. Uh, The Lord uh, was showing me many will seek your insights and the notes of the revelations that the Lord is only going to share with you. I actually saw Bruce walking without his glasses going, Lee, I want your notes. I want, I want to drill down on those. Um, no, it's not. You are his child specially made, and he's wanting you to understand that. You are a standalone pastor and preacher. Under a covering, but you are standalone, fully operating. We pray the Lord never takes him, but if he dropped dead today, you would still be able to preach the gospel without going, hey, Bruce. And he wants you to get, get that in your knower. Oh, Lord. I'm expanding your capacity, the Lord says. And he showed me it's like back in the day when there was three TV stations. How... You could listen to them clearly. You could understand them. But there was only three of them to get information from. And when they shut them down for the day, they used to do that for you young people. Uh, there was three of them, and they shut them down. Uh, you were done. No more information. The Lord's showing me that he's going to bring you revelation like cable channels. And I saw, I keep seeing 121. I don't know what's relevant about the number. 121. I keep seeing 121 channels, more than you can watch, or you could even flip through. You couldn't even comprehend the number of channels to flip through them. But the Lord says, I will lead you in receiving all 121 without missing any details.
Maybe so, Lord. Miss Jessica, the Lord is showing me he wants to invite you into a new level of hearing him and trusting him. As you pray with him, ask him to show you what to pick up and what to put down. The Lord is want, wanting to enter in with you. He showed me this as an example. When someone has a broken leg and they're being healed, they can't get from here to here without help. That help is a crutch. And that is for the healing process and gets you from this point to this point. But once the leg is healed and we're well, the crutch is now hindrance. It's actually slowing you down. It's burdensome. You need to throw it away. He was using that as an example because there's things. Oh, man, I've got to stay on script here. Uh, the good thing, the crutch, but it becomes not bad, but it is a hindrance once the leg is healed. When we're back to full strength, the crutch, the crutch will slow us down because we are healed. The Lord, in your quiet time with you, will show you what crutches you still need as he heals you even more deeply in certain areas and which crutches he wants you to toss away. Sorry, he inserted that where the other stuff was. This new season you're entering into, he's going to burn away all the distractions. These distractions which you hold on to like a crutch is actually really tethers, restraining all the Lord desires to give you. You have not been in an error but it's time to be promoted to deeper levels with him in intimacy. As you sit still before him, no music, no visual or hearing input, the Lord says, I will show you great wonders, and the hours will seem like minutes because of my goodness and love to you, my daughter. There was somebody sitting on the back row that had a striped shirt on. Uh, what's your name, please? Michaela? Okay, Michaela. Uh, I'm a firm believer. I say what the Lord says. I'm willing to be, look foolish for him, and if the shoe fits, please wear it and enjoy it. So, And if not, please forgive me in advance, Michaela. But anyway, I think it's... <laughs> so far, I think the Lord's doing pretty good, so... <laughs> uh, the Lord was showing me that he crafted you to be happy-go-lucky. You're easygoing. Sometimes those people around you have misinterpreted this as being silly or immature. Uh, their judgments, when they thought that you were silly or immature, are merely a reflection of their hard hearts, which are bounded by the ceremonies and legalism that they've been raised with. And it makes them feel better. The Lord says, I come to you today, if you will allow me, to remove the judgments and the false words spoken over you in your life, even your self-judgments. 
the things that you've said about yourself in your own mind. You are happy because I made you able to maintain peace, even in the storms. What others have perceived as silliness is your maturity of knowing me. Today, even more peace and joy I give to you. Don't believe the lies. This world is better with you in it. I'm pleased with you, my child, because you won't let them take your happiness. If uh, a couple of you ladies would go back there and pray over her, I sure would appreciate it right now. Yeah, just pray over them, ladies. And the, the one in the glasses... You, yes. <laughs> yeah, you got more, but that whole, whole row, just when y'all walked in, like the anointing entered with you, the whole row, I mean, I'm going, whoa, there is something on this family. So, in fact, God wants to tell the entire group, go be Jesus wherever you go. Just don't hold it. Don't hide it anymore. Just be who you are, because there's an anointing all over y'all, like big time. So the, the world needs what you've got. Just let it come out. Just let it spill over. They may fall out. Like we've, we know about stories where revival, you walk into a business and people fall out just when you walk in. And I just see that over your family like it's all over you. Now, you particularly have a prophetic anointing on you. No, this one here. That one there. What's your name? Lindsay, Lindsay for the recording. Lindsay with the whole family, however y'all want to find it. God just pointed you out. There's a prof- In fact, you hear him do what he just did, and something in you says, I'd love to do that. You have. Okay, well, you're getting it again, because God's going to teach you how to flow in the prophetic and be trained up in it and start giving it just like you saw him do. So just receive it. Just extend your hand toward our sister right now. Seal that word over her. Raise her up as a prophetess of God. And God, you're going to widen her circle of influence. You're going to bring people across her path that she's going to have a word in season for. She's not going to have to wait for a church service to give it to them. She's going to give it right then and watch them be transformed. You're going to get prophetic in-season words wherever you go. So get ready to be obedient to God because you're going to transform some people's lives out in the marketplace. And uh, he, the, the, the church is not the only place where prophecy can happen. It can happen anywhere we go. So woman of God, I, I'm asking for an obedient heart to fall on you that you'll, oh, that's what the prophet said. I'm supposed to obey right now and give this word. And as you step out, people are going to be transformed in Jesus' name. You're going to get healed tonight in the prayer line of whatever you're needing. Pastor's got a word on that. Miss Charlotte, did you have a word? No word? Where did my group go? There you are. You have something? Well, come up. This is Megan, one of our wonderful leaders here. Hi. Thank you 
so much. Um, okay, so I want to just start off with, I don't know if we've been introduced, but I'm Megan. What are y'all's names? Donnell and Laura. Okay, um, so what I was seeing um, was just that God has already started to, but he's continuing to put like hungry people in y'all's lives. And I specifically saw your job, um, but just like it's starting off with questions and people um, just open, like people who are open, people who are hungry, and you actually having the blessed opportunity to begin discipling them. Um, and so it looked almost like a tree that was like spreading out. And so um, you covering people, you influencing people, and it's almost like people are just drawn to you because um, of the goodness you carry, you know, like they're seeing something in you and they're like, we don't see that anymore. Like I used to see that when I was a little kid or um, like the glimpses almost of heaven through y'all's lives, through your actions, even the way that you interact with one another. Um, and so God just opening opportunities and just to, um, to be sensitive when it opens up, but also to know that um, he's going to expand that agenda as it starts to happen. So, yeah, I just wanted to submit that to you guys. Yeah, so, amen. Um, and then, what was your name in the plaid shirt? Lori. Okay. Laura. Lori. Okay. Um, Lori, I could just see um, just the joy of the Lord on your life. Um, it just looked like as you were hugging other people, it was like they were getting hugged by Jesus. Like, it was so funny. It was like he was hugging you from behind and like you were hugging people and it was just like this joy um, that was coming out. And so um, I just really feel like God is going to be moving through that joy in your life in this season too, just in these places um, of reaching out to him and in Anticipation um, and just the prayers you've prayed, you know, that there is going to be a joy that comes out of those. So when you're praying to him, there's going to be a joy. And when you're seeing him move in your life, it's going to be joy that comes out of you and that it's going to be touching other people's lives. And he's really going to be speaking to you through that. So I just, it was literally like joy was just over your head. Like you were wearing one of those headbands and it just said like joy over it. And I was like, wow. So just want to speak that. Yeah. Um, and then Josie, did I say that in the back? Hi, Josie. Um, I was seeing for you um, earlier, it was funny because I was like, I think I have a word for her and she, I don't know who she is. And then Doug said it and I was like, oh, perfect. Um, but I could see it was like you were standing um, in a wall uh, or like facing a wall in a room and it was like covered with pictures of your family members. Um, and it was like, like you almost had like a family tree that was out on the wall and you were like praying for them. And it was just like every day you would go in there, like you would have a free moment during the day, like some days it was multiple times, um, but it was just like this consistent, um, just like routine you had with God where you were like going and you were like placing your hands like over their pictures and like crying and like laughing and it's like you were like celebrating and praying and just lifting up um, people in your family with the Lord and I could see like the seasons were changing, like you were going older but it was like you just continue to pray for them and I could really see um, that God was moving through you um, in their lives. And so I just wanted to like encourage you as well to just keep praying for everyone in your family. Like you really are um, almost just like a pillar that the Lord has set down, um, not just to be a witness, but to just carry them through prayer and that it really is a foundation for so many of them. And I, I don't know where your family is at, um, but it was like, 
Like it was like they were all over the place, but they were like all connected through like, you had string that was going through each image. And so they were connected and like they were all um, getting covered through your prayers and just through the way the Lord was working. So yeah, so it's about that. Um, and then this is kind of random, but is there anyone who, I kept hearing the name Mary. Um, so I don't know if that's someone's, Mary. Yay! Okay, hi! Is that? I know, I was like, here I go. I don't know where this is going, but um, your first name is Mary? Okay, hi Mary. I'm Megan. Nice to meet you. Um, I was seeing Mary. It was like a house, and it was underground, um, and it was like you couldn't really, like, see it. Like, it looked like it had been covered. Um, It looked like it had been stepped on. Like, you could kind of see the roof that was, like, peeking up, but, like, most of it was hidden underground. And then there was water that was coming out, and it was being poured over the home. And as the water was getting poured over the home, it was like the house was being uncovered. So it was like instead of, like, opening up the window and you're, like, seeing mud because it's underground or it's you know under the soil like the water was pouring down it was pouring over the house and it was being uncovered and it was also rising up and so I felt like out of that the Lord was saying to not be discouraged that he has not forgotten about you or your family but that um, he is uncovering your entire home you know like every uh, room just every person that is like have been covered with that mud and that muck um, that it is pouring out, that it is washing over, and that the house is being raised back up to where it's supposed to be on the foundation. So it's no longer underground, but the house is coming up. It's going to be set on that foundation, um, and it's going to be secured and fastened. Um, and I just agree with that, Lord, too, as well, that her house would be set on the foundation that you've prepared for them, and that it would be out in the sun, so above ground, being aired out, and I could see it was a process, Um, you know, it wasn't like overnight that it happened, um, but that he does see you, and he is raising it up, so, yeah, yeah, of course, that's all. Uh, Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. (laughs) Um, My word is actually for Pastor Keith and his two daughters, all three of you, so if you guys can just come up here and kind of stand all together. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So just to start off first, so Pastor Keith, I just felt like the Lord was just wanting to encourage you that he loves um, how you are such a Barnabas, is what I was hearing, and just an encourager um, through the prophetic and other areas too, and even in just areas that are unknown, people don't always see things even done in the secret place. So I just feel like the Lord wants to honor that in you this evening. Yes. So what I was seeing with the three of you is I was hearing like a three-stranded cord and that there was almost like a family prayer circle. Um, I saw you guys that your prayers are very powerful together within this three-stranded cord, that he was going to give you a new strategy for the three of you. And that there was breakthrough, um, almost like I was hearing circle prayers. There was like, I saw you like praying around things, um, maybe even a few times or even physically, you know, walking around a building or whatever that looks like. But I just heard the word circle prayers. And I felt like you guys are called 
um, to really intercede and pray for the seven mountains, the, the spheres. There was something on the spheres of influence, um, government, business, you know, all those different ones. Um, I also saw that you guys were going to actually write a book together. And I actually sort of had like a red cover. And I also was seeing that there was something on like missions and prayer and kind of like bringing the two together, maybe even ties in with, with the book, I don't know, but just something that you guys um, carry and that you're getting blueprints for within that. And then I saw that this is a season of waterfall, the waterfall of heaven coming over you guys. And a lot of fun and laughter is ahead, like you're entering into a new season. So thank you, Jesus. We just ask that you would release that Jesus, that word, seal it to them. And Lord, we just thank you for the new thing within this family that you're doing. Father, we just bless what you're doing. We just say more, Lord. We thank you for what you're imparting to them and giving them to shift and bring change to many people and spheres of influence and missionaries. Amen. <laughs> bless you guys. Yeah. Then if um, there's anyone in the room that's wearing green, if you can stand up. I felt the Lord highlighting the color green. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for the new life and the growth in this season, new shoots springing up. I was just getting the scripture, Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, for all y'all. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I'm just going to unpack this, this scripture as we go. So there's a lot of wisdom and revelation coming on you in this season. So Father, we thank you that you would just increase that upon them so that you may know him better. So you're going to know him better. That's what's going to come out of that. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Jesus is enlightening. And the eyes of your heart being enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. So there's more hope. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So just understanding more of his inheritance, your inheritance in him. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength. So basically, just the Lord's bringing more of uh, his power and strength to you as well. So Jesus, we thank you for the, the growth and the new life, the green representing that within you guys and we decree and declare that Ephesians 1, 17 to 19 over you guys, that you would know him better and be able to release who he is to others, even more so in this next season. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yes. And then the year 2014, does that mean anything or something very big kind of sticks out that happened, if that's 
for you, 2014, I was getting a word of knowledge. If that's you, just stand, if that like really resonates with you. 2014, so we have three, right? One, two, three here. And at the back, four. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I just felt like the Lord was saying that whatever took place um, in that specific time and year, that He is bringing that to an end and completion and that you're stepping into something new, that you're going to see restoration and redemption and breakthrough within that, whatever it was that happened. Romans 8.28, the Lord just turning it around for uh, His good and glory. So Father, we thank you right now for breakthrough over them. Jesus, release your breakthrough, redemption, restoration right now in Jesus' mighty name. We ask now, Holy Spirit, come with your power and your anointing that removes every burden and destroys every yoke in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And then I actually have one, one more. Is that okay? Okay, go. The last one is actually, uh, I felt like the Lord was just giving me for this house um, as a whole for the church. So I, was, I kept hearing that this is a house of prayer. This is a house of prayer. The Lord says, this is my house of prayer. My house of purity and anointing for all tribes. And then I kept hearing cities, cities, cities. The Lord giving this house many cities. Many sons and daughters are raised up to bring in the new movement. This is a place of covering and then being launched into their destinies. And I heard the words art, architects and designers. People who design and are ar architects. Builders of families, individuals and legacies. Building blocks, I was hearing. Purified bloodlines. So Father, we just thank you right now for what is over this um, and in this house. Will you continue to increase it and just bring the, the continual anointing for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Stay here. You want to pray for her? Yes. Now, let me say something about that word. If you were here in soaking time, he pastor felt led to have us come declare scripture. That's exactly what my family did in Dumaguete. We would go to the microphone and declare the scripture over Dumaguete. And he already has a house of prayer vision when we get a new building someday. Somebody prophesied that. I don't know who that was. But anyway, that's, that's going to be a part of it. Going and declaring the revealed word of the Lord over the region in a house of prayer setting is just going to bring transformation. So anyway, Pastor... Okay, there's two things I want to do before we dismiss. Is one, we're going to pray over Caitlin. So everybody that has um, some type of intimate relationship with Caitlin, um, would you guys come up right now and, and lay hands on her? And the second thing is, none of the people that prophesied get to go home. They're going to line up here, okay? And like I, t like I, told, um, like I told them, we're going to get every prophetic drop out of them. Okay? So sometimes when uh, you can lay hands on someone and the Lord will instantly give you something. So 
I want them to pray over you, whether it's a scripture verse, um, just even touch and agree over something, or they give you some form of word of knowledge or, or prophecy or whatever. But if um, we want to pray, we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to be prayed for um, prophetically. Okay? <clears throat> All right? So, Father, we just thank you for the blessing that Caitlin has been. Father, I thank you for her. Uh, we just anoint her. We thank you for this next season in her life. And, Lord, I pray that uh, her gifts and talents will even uh, emerge greater, that there would be more of an, uh, more favor more of your favor, more of your grace on her life, God, and that she would be a major impact into this, uh, this new ministry that she's going into. And Father, we just thank you for that. Um, I thank you that the prophetic gift is going to get stronger. You're, this, this next season, matter of fact, you're going to a church that allows the prophetic more. So it's going to, it's going to increase and you're going to learn a lot more. Um, well, I'm just going to say it's not going to be so much I kind of seeing it or in the mind, but it's going to be the it's going to be the spirit speaking. You're going to hear the actual voice inside, like whispering at you. So there's a whisper coming to your ministry. So Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name, and we just uh, we just lay hands on her and bless her. And um, who? Make sure you stay away from men when you go to South Africa. <laughs> In Jesus' name, I've had a catch all day about that. She could meet somebody. Okay, all right. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, as he was praying for you, it, obviously it's a season of transition for you. Some transitions are like being in a rowboat trying to get across the ocean. They seem to take forever. The Lord showed me yours is going to be like a flash of lightning going across the sky. It's just going to be like a boom. And uh, you know, they always say you can tell lightning the distance by counting the thousands between that and the boom. And the Lord wants you to know there's not going to be a delay in between the flash and the boom. Amen. Amen, Caitlin. And I think you're going to get unplugged tonight. That's only you and us three know. All right. Well, uh, the prophetic people, if you would please come up right now and just kind of spread yourself across the front. Guys, the prophetic people, if you guys would just spread, your, spread yourself across the front here. Hey, Terrence, would you take the bench over there, please? Thank you. Okay, ladies. You guys get that here in a few minutes. Okay, and uh, we're going to dismiss right now, but we would like, I would, I would encourage you to come up. If you got a word, that's great, and you're good, you're good. But those that didn't get, I would find... I would find who somebody up here is going to have something for you. Okay? 
And so I just uh, encourage you to come forward and to have them pray for you. And if they don't get anything, then go find someone else. But someone will have something for you. So, Father, we just thank you for the word of the Lord that came forward tonight. Uh, Father, I thank you that our next prophetic night is January 11th. And uh, we just, uh, we just, uh, we're building on this and we're just going to keep building on this prophetic night, speaking, having you speak to us through, through your people. And we just, uh, we just are really, really encouraged and um, we receive your words, Lord. We receive your words. And Father, um, it was you that spoke to me as I was going to the woodpile about a house of prayer. You spoke audibly to me when I was carrying the wood and said, my house will be a house of prayer. And Father, I just ask that you establish that word right now in Jesus' name and let it be a, a house that just, that just pounds heaven with prayer and that would just shake the heavens and the earth with prayer, God, prayer and faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you for coming tonight. Okay, just, um, Kara has a quick word for COA. Keep going. Um, I've been here three times, and I love that you guys are like a family here. I think it's really special. But I just have this word. I just felt like the Lord wanted me, and it's, it's, it's church in one accord. And so I just had this word this whole week just brewing. So Ephesians 4, 1 through 9. In light of this, here's what I want for you. I want you to get out there and walk, better yet, run on the road God has called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily pouring yourselves out for each other in love. Acts of love, alert at noticing differences and quit at mending fences. You are all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction, so stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. You have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all, who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. Everything you are and think and do is permeated in oneness. But that doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same. Out of the generos generosity of Christ, each of you have your own gift to give. Amen. Amen. Can I just pray that? Yeah, I would love for you to pray. Yeah. God, I just thank you for church in one accord, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in this house. God, that they are hungry for your presence. They are hungry for heaven. I know the first time I walked in here, I felt this childlike faith that couldn't be shaken, that can't be moved away, God. And so I just ask, God, that you would even bring more acts of love in this place, that we, they would fall more in love with you, God. God, that they would fall more in love with each other, Lord. 
I just pray just as we speak the word of God over each other that we, we become rooted and grounded in love, more in love in who, with who you are and more in love with each other. I just pray for a deepening of love and all that you have for this church, God. In Jesus' name.